0: Maguire, who finds Humpy then goes to the Boy. Darius
1: shows and goes! And there's a big time play from the Mingo McClayout.
0: That's the way it's gonna be little darling, We'll be riding on the horses yeah, yeah. a chance for a field goal from Lomray. Milford is there, the s kicked out is gone! Redemption! For the Broncos. Hello Broncos fans, and welcome to the Round One Preview, Round Two Review episode. No, I got that backwards. Whatever, we're running with it. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm Mitch, and I'm joined in the line by our good friend Simo. How you going, Simo?
1: Yeah, now I've had better weeks. How about yourself?
0: You've had better weeks, mate. Right. Um Yeah. Are, just, you, are you are you st- are you still working?
1: Yeah, we're still working. I've um I've had like a cold all week. So yeah. lots of lots of coughing, which as soon as you cough around anybody, they're like, "Do you have coronavirus?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, I do not have coronavirus." But Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then also my fantasy team's falling apart, so you know, there's that too.
0: Oh yeah, dinner's the NFL team. Yeah. Well, mate, as um. you said, at least you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I am alive. Like, but, life,
0: yeah. life does go on.
1: How's your week been?
0: Mate, it's been, obviously, if people don't know if they do, or maybe they don't, but I, I work for the uh, NRL's data company, mate, and like, this week has been something else, because obviously the NRL's still going, but we, we cover all the way down to under-16s, and you know, Newcastle, local rugby, all that kind of stuff, and it's like... You know, most of our business in that regard sh- kind of shut down this week with NRL. And this was probably leading QRL off right now, and I'm, you know, as selfish as it is, and I know there's millions of health reasons for it not to be going. I'm kind of happy that NRL's still going, but it's just it's just been a bizarre week, mate. <laughs> like, and I've, I've worked from home the last two days, and it's like working from home actually sucks. <laughs> what? Who knew? Yeah. I don't know, I'd like to work from home,
1: but it's not really oh. possible for my work.
0: Well like when I actually have work to do is when it sucks, hey? Because, like I went so I went down to um I went down to the bloody public library, mate, today. Well i have been to one of those time? in ten years.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, when's the last time that happened?
0: Exactly. And it was actually really good. They it turns out libraries are still a thing with like wi-fi and everything well that's great so that was actually and i got way more work done that was better than working off the office i got all my work done in like three hours which also reminds you how bad how uh inefficient my lot at offices but you're working from home mate. i don't do anything <laughs> it's it's actually not great i saw um
1: this was just talking about obviously like people in general apparently seem to love having like meetings and stuff you know mm. and um talking to someone and they were saying oh the good thing about the coronavirus is like you find out what meetings actually need to be meetings and what ones need to be phone calls that's it mate and and, um there was someone they had to they had someone wanted to have like an in-person meeting with them and so they were going to drive two hours for this meeting and then two hours back after work hours and then they rang up and they're like oh no we'll probably just do it over the phone like i'm just i don't really want to travel that far and then coronavirus and all that it was an 11 minute phone call and they're like you were going to make me drive four hours for a eleven minute phone call. <laughs>
0: that's it, mate. Oh mate oh, don't start me on that stuff i I hate meeting rooms. Meeting rooms are the worst things ever. Look like they they are like they're good they're good if you go to a meeting that someone has put down the minutes, dot point what they want, and then you get out of there and but that never happens. people or no. most people want to host a meeting because they don't want to be prepared. they want to do the preparation in the meeting, and it's like, it kills me. I had a two hour forty five minute phone conference yesterday. Yeah, that's too long. It is. Anyway, let's start, let's get let's get on from a uh, coronavirus chat. But there's actually no Broncos news this week outside of like the obvious ones that we're covering. The review and preview being like Pangu's suspension and other debuts. So like nothing really to to read on that front. So I reckon we'll just go straight into the review if that works for you, Simo. Yeah, I actually
1: have notes this time, so how about that? We're fine, we've got notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not going to last. So, uh, so, round one, Friday, the 13th of March. The Brisbane Broncos, 28 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 21 at our Queensland Countryback Stadium, the, the stadium opening. Anyway, the tries, the, the five tries to the Broncos one to Jake Turpin, one to Catoni Stags, one to Davida Pangai Jr., one to Dave Fafida, one to Jermaine Isarco, uh and Jermaine Sako four from five with the boot, uh, other side of the field, four tries to the Cowboys, one to Holmes, one to Felt, one to Cooper, one to Bedhampton, two from four with the boot, Cole Felt, and then that bloody field goal on half time. in what was, I wouldn't say a comprehensive victory, but kind of in our control for the majority of the fixture.
1: Um, Just quickly, uh, Asako was four from four. I think Croft kicked the fifth. No,
0: that's it. So my bad. Stats guy getting corrected. This is good for me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's good for the brand. It um is. Yeah, it, the the scoreline ended up closer than what the game appeared. As soon as that Fafita try happened, I was not worried at all for the rest of the game. Like, even when they scored, I wasn't worried. I, I,
0: from that moment, we, I knew we had it, and it was comfortable. That's it. I didn't have enough time. I know they scored with, with six minutes to go to get within seven, but it's like this team was that Cowboys team, they were never getting down the field twice. From then on, I just this is over. When when this is when when Pank scored, it was over to me. And Asako iced it off there, the 60th. And then from then on, it was gravy. But um, it yeah, it just it was a weird game though. Like obviously, I'm happy it happened we won. But I wasn't that impressed because, like, the main my main bugbear is like I spent all last year talking about the psycho to fullback. I spent off season arguing with Broncos fans about it, talking about how like he's going to be a better support player, better kick returner. You know, he might make mistakes, but like he's just got much more talent there, all that kind of stuff. Blah blah blah. Bird does his ACL like you kind of predicted, not his ACL, but you predicted that he wasn't going to last pretty much. And then yeah, we get this psycho performance, but it annoyed me because like again. I suppose we spoke of this last season, but it wasn't the process, like, the process is the problem. The result was good, but it's, like, in our our best 13, apparently he does not in it neither, and Pangos on the edge of it either, um, in the edge of it either. So, again, I was just, like, well, I'm happy we won, but, like, that wasn't supposed to happen.
1: <laughs> it's just annoying because, like, sure, Osako might put in, you know, a bunch of good performances, and then that is going to be his spot forever. But it's, like, you just, you have no confidence that, the next decision that comes up like this it was just a mistake that we got this there was no no smart person made this happen because they know what they're doing
0: yeah exactly that's it mate and he was i know he made that one mistake late in the game that led to a try and he probably did look his fitness did look a little underdone to play fullback but i mean the other blokes fitness was so underdone to play fullback that he got got a non-conduct injury in training you know but like Osako made that mistake other than that mate i thought I thought he was hard done by to not get a dally end point, that ridiculous system. I thought he was him and Haas were our best on the ground. For feet, obviously, the best moment, but I thought across the whole game that those two were our best. I don't know what you thought. Yeah,
1: I thought he was, obviously, yeah, that error at the last, but half the blokes on the field. It's round one. Everyone gets cramps in round one. That's He it. obviously was the first to start going down, but, you know, it's round one. That's what happens.
0: End up north. And, yeah, some of his numbers in that game, I mean, you know, 17 runs, 176 metres is impressive enough from a fullback, especially a Broncos fullback. Uh, one try, one line break, two line break assists and one try assist. But I know I know that try he scored off Jesse Arthas, it wasn't even that impressive. But that was almost the thing that impressed me the most. Cause it was like about bloody time we had a fullback who turned up when there was broken play to support and was there for the offload. It was like about bloody time. We've been waiting for that for two years now for someone to turn up when when anybody has an arm free and the Sarko did it.
1: Yeah, you go back last year and it just would have been someone getting tackled five metres
0: out. That's it. It's, uh, Arthur just gets stopped and that's, that's the end of that. Um,
1: and then Maka goes
0: into half and it's slow out of half and,
1: you know, nothing happens. Oh, mate, we
0: may as well go there now then. McCulloch coming off the bench, could there be anything less inspiring? <laughs> what was
1: worse, his performance or his haircut? Oh,
0: yeah, it, how can he make a mullet look
1: bad? Everyone wants to see mullets, but somehow it looks bad. It's literally the first bad mullet I've seen. Everybody else has mullets and it looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm not biased or anything, but you know. And then his just looks like he's a carpenter or something.
0: It's terrible. It just looks like someone who hasn't been to the hairdresser forever and it naturally grows that way, which is not what footy place is supposed to look like. It's supposed to go to the hairdresser, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and, and even Jake Turpin had respectable hair for this game, which is rare. He didn't have his bowl cut, so that was nice of him, but like... McCulloch coming on, and that he he tried he tried so hard to, to make impact. He ran the ball five times, which is rare for him. But that bloody pass he threw with, like, I don't remember how many minutes to go, but he missed the first receiver and the second receiver. He's only been on the field for, like, 10 minutes. You're like, yep. Yep, he's still the same player.
1: I mean, we talked about Asako and lucking into that one. There is a right call that they have nailed, which, like, it's not hard to nail that call. You should be nailing that call if you're a coach. But they have figured that one out that Turpin's better than Macca. They
0: have, and Turpin's first try was catch like he caught Rusty Valentine's Holmes, but this is these things just seem to be happening for Turpin A. Eh? He scores the weirdest tries, like he scored a try in the um in the trials when he scored off the back of a scrum against the Titans where the scrum just opened up. As if Scrum's just you can just walk through them now. <laughs> he went through one of those and you know, he scored that try last year when he did the pirouette for some reason and he scored. But weird things seem to happen around Jake Turpin and I'm all about that. I can't explain them. He's a football player. Football player. That's it. That's how you explain it. Sorry, he's just a football player. <laughs> but uh, you do watch his game, though, and you do think, like, which one was the million-dollar fullback? Because bloody hell, Val Holmes came back, like, buckets of rust.
1: He um he looked better in the second half, but the first half he was dropping balls. That defense was all over the place. Like, yeah, his first half was definitely a Barry Crocker, but I thought he looked a bit better in the second he half. He did. And, but... I I mean, we've talked about this before. I've never thought he was a fullback. He's always been a winger to me, but he's, I, I th- I'm i in a minority in that it, He's been a
0: work-in-progress uh, fullback for a while now, you know? But any-
1: I just think, like, play someone else there. And t- like, I don't know, give him some more time. He's coming back from the NFL. And you listen to everyone on Fox, like, before the game, they're like, yeah, he's only been out of the game 12 months, and he's a supreme athlete. He's going to be the best on the field. and everyone's just singing his
0: praises and then he puts that performance in. Yeah. I heard, um, I didn't see the Fox pregame, but I did hear that they apparently called him the best player in the game when he left, which is very classic. Just like when they're calling Hayne the best in the game when he left. Like, no, nobody thinks that
1: <laughs> it, that's what, players need to do. This is just go overseas for like six months That's it. and people just forget all the bad things they ever do. And they only remember the, like, it's like they play, they play a highlights reel of them. And then people like, that's all they ever did. Like that, just that stuff. That's it. <laughs> and, then,
0: and so then they're like, "Yeah, this guy has to be in the best in the game. He was definitely the best. Why would he have made it to the NFL if he wasn't the best player in the game? I mean, you tell me. I mean, that's, that's good logic, right there. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, he made that rusty mistake early, like that, just not paying attention to marker. He did have some good moments, as you said, late. But um, he obviously had, I think, he contributed a little bit to us winning this game. But I tell you what, like also on the Cowboys. I did this on Boom Rookies, but I'll just never pick this team in the top eight until Paul Green's gone. And I think you mentioned it last week. There's some great talent in this squad. But, like, Ben Hampton, thank God you exist. Because maybe if he had an actual winger on that left wing, they might have actually got close to this game. Because twice he bombed tries from just standing in the wrong spot. Once would was stand on the wing, and they, then they would have scored two more tries, pretty much.
1: Um, Dunn also bombed a try where he had, like, a two on one, a two on none overlap and dummy. Oh, that was good. Um, and then I think it was Jesse Arthurs made the tackle. And it was like, what are you doing? But, yeah, yeah, they like, there's definitely players in the side that you want to like, even though I hate the team in general. But, yeah, well ever Paul Green's there, I'm a happy. That's man. it, mate. And then
0: uh, the only real big plus I had was SR Masters running at Darius Boyd. And, like, I love that the bar that's been set for Darius Boyd now is, like, not not being embarrassed and not being the worst on the field means he played well.
1: Yeah, It's not even that he has to play an but average hey. game. He has to play like a 3 out of 10 game and just not be like an embarrassment. That's his
0: level. Like of his his level. numbers say he missed zero tackles, right? That's because like he didn't get close to Masters on about three occasions when he just ran right past him. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't miss anything. It's like, okay, Darius. And he did a lot of those bloody d- dummy half runs again where he just runs about nine metres sideways. It's like, mate, thanks. thanks for wasting that tackle, champ.
1: Oh, we got what... 24 23 games that's
0: to go. good, mate. It's good. You know, actually, this is an upside
1: of coronavirus. This comp will get cancelled in about two weeks, and then we'll only have to watch two more games of Darius Boyd. That's good. that's good, mate. And then he'll, he'll retire. So that's a, that's a good plus. Look,
0: I mean, let's be honest. I think rugby league's at a point now that my rugby league prison ID might take off. They're so desperate to not get with the coronavirus, they might put him on a ship somewhere and send him out into the ocean and just let them lock them all in and only let him out to play. That might happen.
1: I don't know if this news has made it down south or if it's just more like local news and it's like a pipe dream, but there's a lot of talk about the NRL coming to Calliope.
0: Of all they did, I did hear that news that Calliope had made an offer. I was
1: like, there's going to be like a field they play on out there that's like just got like a 10-metre strip down the side that's all bindies or something. eh? Like you just wouldn't want to get tackled that's right it. And
0: You know how I know it made it down south, mate, because I had someone say to me yesterday, the NRL's looking to go to Callope. And I was like, where? <laughs> like, yeah, they're looking at, talking to a town. They're going to collope. I was like, okay, can, you, can you sound it out? For me? Can you spell it for me? Oh, okay, collope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. But, yeah. um, but yeah, anyway, we're back to this game. And, and Let's also talk about Jesse Arthurs, I thought, um, started pretty slow on the wing. I made that el- er- er- mistake early, but I thought, yeah, not too bad um, going, when he went to the centres, I thought, as the game went on.
1: Yeah, I um, I didn't mind him too much at all. I thought he, you know, he played pretty well. I thought he looked better at the centers than on Definitely. the wing, and he looked better at the centers. Like he looked good playing the centers for the trials too.
0: Yeah, I just just want to run the um, stat correction, mate. Apparently, he uh, missed that field goal. Brody Croft just <laughs> sorry that the uh, conversion. Okay.
1: We're well, <laughs> we'll, we'll just all correct That's each it. other then.
0: And um, he set to up. Like, yeah. And yeah. then okay, I may as well say it. Brody Croft. That was okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, that was. That was, that was his bar. His bar, like, Darius is a 3 out of 10. His bar's a 5 out of 10. And then I'm okay. That's it, mate. And so the, the thing I'm going to be half positive on him about is, like, we people always say, like, in, in rugby league in general, if your forwards dominate any half, like, a half can look a lot better than mm. they are. And our team does do that. We do win the Ford battle most games. Like, we did all last year, but our just halves were... You know, we didn't have a half to actually take advantage of that, whereas the way Croft was running, like, he runs back in behind the ruck and the kind of things he can actually do, which isn't a whole heap, but, you know, he takes advantage of that sort of play, and so
0: maybe it won't be a complete disaster. Yeah, I'm not going to read too much into it over one game, but it, it, there was that one thing I did say he's been good at is that run back behind the ruck, and he did do that in this game, and he's not too bad at that. But I guess the thing I enjoyed more out of it was, like, it was finally the first time in a while that Milford wasn't actually playing halfback, and he looked much freer. And whilst not everything really worked for him, it's really nice to see him pop up on opposite sides of the field and, and turning up to, a, to a, in a few areas. And He only touched the ball 30 times for Milford, which is way, way down last year. Some games last year, you were making him touch it 70 bloody times. He only touched it 30 times, but that's good. That's what you want to see from Milford. You want to see a little less of the with the responsibility of getting his hand on the ball and more of, like, doing what he wants to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, so I guess kind of in general on this team, I'm a bit cautiously optimistic. Like, there's some things like there we just said we liked, but I know also last year at the start, we played really good against the Cowboys in round two. Yeah. And we didn't realise what was about to happen to our season. So, you know, you don't know if it's
0: just because we are playing the Cowboys and the boys all
1: turn up for that. Yeah.
0: That's it, mate. You, who knows? But um, anyway, we'll go and we'll go onto the forwards. Actually, oh will well, where's we're for the rest of the backs? Uh, Katoni Stags, ish game, but uh, I did enjoy pi- our good friend Pythagoras fire up about they haven't earned the right to have pre-pre- pre-prepared um, try celebrations. I like that. <laughs> no, see, I,
1: I tweeted this one, but that celebration was prophetic because the Cowboys yeah, got rained. Well, rinsed, well so. done, mate. <laughs> and this was
0: like. Corey Oates has a couple of these games a year. I'm just glad one of them was in round one for a win. When he, like, what was he doing, that bomb where he just didn't... Just step on the sideline, mate, and then you're fine. So, just quickly, I'll get back to yeah. that bomb in a second.
1: But at work, we're sitting around in the smoker room, the, like, the, the day of this game, and we're talking about the Broncos, and one of the guys is like, you know, I like all the Broncos, blah, blah, blah. I just, I can't stand Corey Oates. He's the worst bloke in the team. And I fired up. I was like, you are no like that's a bad take you know i had a big go at him and i, I went in about how you know he starts off his sets mm. and this and that and then cory oates comes and puts in that performance for me that night and it's like monday morning going to work was like yeah i know don't talk to me about cory yeah. you're off him you're <laughs> saying
0: you're off Corey. He's, he's out the of the good
1: books <laughs> no i'm still i'm still on him
0: but like mate put in a better performance when i back that's up. it mate like he just had one of those games, and he has them, and they're probably a bit too common right now, but I think there's a lot to do with his confidence too. He hasn't scored many tries in the last few runouts, and uh, also where he's playing outside dubs. They're not really coming anytime soon, but um, yeah, it was just a meat-headed thing. It's like, what are you doing, mate? But oh well, but I don't blame him for that. That try they conceded down there, because Oates jammed him. People are getting mad at Oates. It's like, rewatch that try, lads. Darius is about three metres in front of his of his half on his inside, which he can't be there, and he's narrow, and it's just that Oates had no choice. He jammed out of desperation. Yeah, people always blame the winger. They, they do. It and almost, all the, all the, almost every time it's not their fault. Occasionally it is. Like some, some of the times last year when Asako just screamed in for n- near no reason, when everyone else is in position, that's his fault. But most of the yeah. time they scream in because it's like, well, if I don't run in, it's a three-on-one anyway. But I'll run in and try and shut this down, you know.
1: Um, on the one where Oates just stood there and the ball hit him and yeah. went out, like obviously that that always gets ruled like the player played at it and i don't mind that's always the way it's ruled but it annoys me when that gets ruled that someone's playing at the ball and then but not on like a kick situation where someone charges up at the kicker turns their back at the last second gets kicked into him and that's not played at like i me, agree with you it's played
0: at both in- instances you take a step towards the ball when they're at the kicker you played at that you know what tackle it is you know what's coming
1: like in both instances the player isn't physically trying to grab the ball, but they're moving to get involved in the play. Like, they're involved in the football game. They're trying to influence the game. Like, you know, both for me, they're both the same. You should have, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I agree
0: with you. Uh, Anyway, let's keep going through these guys. And then obviously we left them for last, but, like, their forward pack, they really did set the standard in this game. Like, Haas played that eighty-minute stint and was exceptional there, and I thought Flegler as well was really was really good through the middle. You know, he played fifty-six minutes, which is big for him. But I really, I really did love his leg drive, and I'm hoping maybe he can. Obviously, we're paying him a bit this or well, next year, so I'm hoping he can ascend a little this year. He's got an opportunity to do that now with, with Lodge out and now Pango out. So yeah, I was I was impressed with his work, and then Paddy Carrigan. I mean, don't like that he was a captain. I don't think he was as good as everyone's saying he was. He was. He only carded the ball eleven times in sixty minutes, but pretty, pretty decent overall. Flegler and Carrigan probably both played two of their better games in first grade for mine.
1: Yeah, and you only really need them to play like those kind of games when you've got Payne Haas doing
0: what yeah. he did. I do feel like Haas could probably offload almost every time he run, runs the ball. By the way, he doesn't, but he always seems to like want to. He didn't offload once in this game, but it's like mate, just. Just throw it. I don't care what you've been told. <laughs> I don't care the coach wants you to be conservative with the ball. Just throw the offload.
1: Yeah, he might get an offload into his game more as he you know continues to grow a bit. Corey Parker, that kind of happened to him. As he got a bit older, he started offloading yeah. a lot more.
0: Yeah, that's it, mate. Very, very true. But
1: I've just got here. I don't know if you ended up with different numbers, but for Haas, obviously he played the 80 minutes, but 19 runs, 213 yep, yep. metres. And oh, 190 hit-up meters. So taking the kick off returns out—that's just ridiculous. Didn't miss a tackle. Yeah,
0: you nailed it, mate. And then also he had 86 of those meters post contact, which is pretty much half his meters pushing through contact. Where most of the time it's about 30 percent they usually do. So it's good effort from him. And also he—he he just looks likely to break free half the time too. Hey, like there's definitely a free try coming again this season when he breaks the line like 30 meters out and just runs around the fullback.
1: <laughs> I mean, it literally looks like when you see. A highlights video goes around the world every now and then of like some massive kiwi guy playing in like his age but like everyone's weighs 30 kilos less than him at eight years old yeah yeah like he just looks like one of those people and it's just it's not really fair to everyone else on the
0: field yeah. that's it mate <laughs> and then um pang guy okay he sh- that was not worth a charge I'm not trying to defend this because he's my boy. He's obviously got this because of his reputation and he's earned the reputation he's got. So he probably deserves to be charged because of what he, you know, reputation ends up being what you do. But like, mate, he did not hit Justin O'Neill high. He did not hit him late because nobody was on him. Nothing he did in my opinion was illegal.
1: Yeah, I, like I didn't think it was too bad when I first saw it, but everyone else on Twitter was saying it was not late but high. And I, it was a bit hard to tell on the camera, so I just assumed it was yeah. because, you know, I'm always gonna any like people always you defend it. your team. You're like, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad. But as you said, in the end, he's known for this sort of stuff. And those players, like we've, you see the same with like Jared Weir, hargraves He always gets charges and suspensions more readily than other players do because it's it's what his game is and. TPJ. Yeah, that's he's fucked now. So. Like,
0: like, te- like uh, Hargreaves was. Like, he's any he does anything now, he's looking at four plus weeks. And they accepted it. And I know they didn't want to fight it because it was six weeks. But it's like, yes, it's definitely stupid that he that he walked the line. But what he did was a similar to me. Remember when Justin Hodges jumped on Brett Morris when he was injured? Like Brett Morris collapsed, and Hodges hit him hard. And it was it, yeah. What Peckland was grubby. But to me, it didn't break any laws of the game. And I thought first look, he did hit him in the head. But having watched the replay, he doesn't hit him in the head... And whatever, that's just, it's frustrating, and he, and he still has to own some responsibility there, that the first game of the season did something a little stupid too early. But um, you want your edge, to me, I've said this before, I want my edge forwards to be enforcers like that. And, you know, you look at Tarek Sins, for example, at, at the at the Dragons. He hit Josh Reynolds about 17 times on Sunday, a few of them late. Even last year, a shoulder charge someone on the head, but because he hasn't got the reputation, he's allowed to be an enforcer on a weekly basis now. But Tomita Pangai has a reputation, and any small thing he does now is suspension. And even, we've seen people prove last year, when he hit Cooper Cronk late, people were then doing, after that, the exact frame-by-frame frame times he hit, people, hit other players late by other guys who got off, and Sims, one of them, got no charge for a hit that was later than Pangai's. It's because Pangai hit Croft, sorry, hit Cronk. And he just ended up in the situation now that like, he hit Cronk, then he did Maloney, and now he did this. It's just like the kind of the story around what he's done is worse than what he's done. And now he's got a fucking reputation to hold. There was the one... There
1: was the one last year too where he smacked yeah.
0: Maguire
1: and everyone was cheering it saying it was one of the best hits of the year. And it was literally like frame perfect. The, yep, cro- that, the Cronk hit. Yep, exactly. Like that was identical. frame perfect.
0: There you go. Like, yeah, brilliant.
1: Um... But I mean, like he he has to realize too. When that's your reputation, you've got to be more careful. Like he has to be more careful than most of the other Fords out there. You know, he's got. I to agree be with you hundred percent. Like I did say,
0: that what well, he is still stupid because he knows what he's done and in his reputation, what he's got. But it's just like it's just unfortunate the way it's come about. Because I still don't think many of them in their own vacuum are that bad charges. But you know, you, you rack them up, and that's that's what happens. And yeah, anyway
1: people saying also he's the grubbiest in the league, like
0: whatever Vunivalu in well, the us they're no playing jersey numbers, mate. It's like when he hits Kronk and that's worse hitting Maguire. It's just it's jersey numbers and the person it is, but Vunavali is by, by some distance the biggest grub in the game. And he's probably he's kicked someone in the head running the ball back like five times now, an and no one gives a shit. No one cares that he's kicking people in the head, jumping when he's running the ball back because he's a winger and the excuse Maybe. apparently doesn't know the rules. He knows what he's doing.
1: They'd care if it was Billy Slater. But like you said, playing the number, playing the man. Um, I've got yeah. one thing here. I don't know if you I'm got here, mate. I'm, I'm here. There? Okay. Um, uh, I don't have any like stats or anything to back this up, but just from what it seemed. Uh, I think we kind of touched on this a bit before with Asako was backing it up, but it just seemed like we were happy to throw more offloads and kind of play that way a bit more than we have before. And we've had then, like, the people were there to back it up, um, the yeah. cycle and croft a bit. Um, I don't know if you... Uh, I haven't talked to you about this before, but, yeah, I
0: wasn't sure if we had, like, more offloads than previous years. Well, we like we didn't year really have a higher of But I it agree with you, it looked more likely that we were going to offload to somebody who was supporting rather than just no one standing behind the offloader. <laughs> yeah, that's probably
1: part of it, is, like, people were yeah. options instead of, like... Our main
0: support player, like, being Darius Boyd. Stand and have a stare. That's it, mate. And uh, we probably could touch on the bench a little bit. The, la- the last guy last was starting to talk about is that day for feet a try.
1: I, oh, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it when I saw <laughs> yes. it. Like it the, there was literally, like, he he breaks the line and then should have been tackled about five meters down the field which normally happens on stuff like this the fullback should have taken him and then when he has to run around the fullback you know any of the support coming after that should have also caught him like
0: it's just ridiculous what he did I, I had cra- it yeah, yeah mate that's it Like, stuff. it's I would seen him uh, for the I've shown them to people years ago but I'd seen him in space in kebra park and it's quite funny, I was speaking to Nick Campton yesterday, my old roommate, and he was talking about when he broke the line, he knew Fafila could do it because they'd sold him crap years ago. But I saw him in Keyboard Park and I saw him playing, um, I might have sent you this video in Queensland Cup like two years ago, when he got picked up the ball at the back of a scrum and went just went the distance of the field and beat, I forget who it is, not my, Mom and Barber and one of the other guys, one of the other two fast guys at the Jets, but he burnt them for speed. So I knew he had this spin. We hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And so the moment he broke that line, I'm up there. On, I'm at my friend Frankie's house and, he's, and with his uh, wife, Megan, and up there screaming, just burn him, you effing c!" Top of my lungs. And then she's closing the door so the neighbours can't hear. But I just knew it. And then, yeah, he took, he, he stepped homes. And yeah, that's it. Like, but what he did, as you said, mate, I know it's we're getting used to a couple of freaks at our club, but what he did there is like things that, you know, guys like Hain would have done when that when they were at their peak or a kind of a GI thing, whatever, you know, doing something from their own half. It's something backs do. You just don't see Edge Forwards do that. How many times do you see an Edge Forward make a break and then look for support immediately or slow up or just get tackled as you said? He broke that line, went drifted infield. Straightened the, and then stood the fullback up. And then after he beat the fullback, which just happened with other forwards, generally they get swapped by like three guys. But he didn't have the, had the pace to then kick on and go the distance. It's just about as impressive as it gets from a from a, a forward in general. And it's feels like we're saying this a lot, but it's just like that pain-harsh try last year. This Fafina one is just one of those ones, just, you know, not ones that a lifetime, but bloody close to it.
1: Yeah, I think we also. saying... Last week, I think I mentioned too that we'd score some tries this year. Like, I said I wasn't convinced on our attack, but you know, I said we'd score some tries based on stags can just pull some stuff out and forfeita can and that. And like, that, that this was this try, I was about to get up and yell at um, yeah. I think it was Carrigan, threw him the ball because like, he went into half and then it was just like he had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And he's like, I'll just throw it to forfeita. I, I was just yelling at my TV and then. Yeah, just right when you need it, Fafita can just make that happen, and you know, that's last year we had games saved because of you know individual efforts from brilliant players, and it was mate, was and as you said, I guys. love that
0: he went through Cohen Hess, that absolute fraud, to do it as well, which is great. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's funny, like obviously mean and you, oh, we've had wrong takes, but one like so every now and then you have one of those takes, and we've both had them that you just you can never be righter than you were and I remember saying on this podcast like two years ago that, that he was better than Jaden Sewell when he was 17 and it's like yeah I remember that I remember, of course I remember how right I was but I remember that on the night like I remember when people thought like sorry people didn't know who this guy was and it was just so obvious that he was a first grade talent and it's nice to see him like not long down the track that, to be the guy he is but I did love the dumb take look if you take away him scoring the best try ever Simo he didn't actually have that great of a game <laughs> really <laughs> uh, like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it's like you get to the end of a touch football game, and you're like, guys, if we had a scored more it, tries, you just take like, all the things
0: run. we did wrong. We played well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and final little things. I thought Reese Kennedy oh. was pretty gash off the bench. I don't know if you have any different thoughts. I don't mind Herbie Farmworth. He looked okay. In his small stint. and I was happy. Jimmy Hopewell only played twenty minutes, but I was happy to see him play. He's kind of earned that run, and he he, he played pretty well in that twenty minutes of mine. And now he's got to step up in Pangai's pan absence. So I'm glad he got the little run before it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. as you said, though, I'm still not completely convinced by this team just because obviously there's we already these are things we know. We know the four packs, good, we know there's individual talent. I'll be impressed once I start seeing us doing things consecutively that we plan and running over teams and winning like that. But I'm just obviously happy to win the first game at the Cowboys' new stadium because you can't take that away. We'll have that forever. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think just on that, like, we obviously we had good games last year, but it was just up and down. We had absolute trash games, you know. If they play at, like, this level consistently every week, you know, I'd, consistency would be a big <laughs> yeah. thing for me. I'd love that. Um, and I think if you if they played at that level every week, you'd go a long way to beating a lot of football sides. Like, it
0: wasn't the greatest in the world, but, you know, you'd, you'd still yeah, beat a fair few playing that's football it. like that. And the, the edge defence still scares sh- you know, the shit out of me, by the way. Like, the Cowboys don't spread the ball fast enough. Oh, yeah. But, man, we are so narrow. The edge defence on our goal line scares the bejesus out of me. And it, some teams still... Like, there's still going to be a game this year when someone puts 40 on us. It's just going to happen. That's it. Yeah, but, you know... That is, mate. Okay, let's move on to... Let's do the preview of this week's game before we jump into the questions. So, rugby league still exists, which is great. (laughs) But but tomorrow... Apologies for the short lead-in, but whatever. (laughs) The the Risen Broncos take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at 8pm at Suncorp Stadium with no one in attendance. Uh, History between the sides. Well, we used to have a great record over them. Not so much now, because the bloody Wayne going... Sorry, we do have a great record over them. We used to have the undefeated streak against them. Gone now, thanks to Wayne. But uh, the head-to-head record is the Broncos have won... What have we won? 29. They've won 13. We have drawn once. Uh, Bunnies won the last two. Anyway, the Broncos team Simo.
1: Righto, fullback we got Jemena Sarko uh, on the left wing, Corey Oates and Darius Boyd, I think. Uh, on the other side will be Katoni Staggs and Jesse Arthurs, 5'8", Anthony Milford and halfback Brady Croft. Front row of Thomas Flegler and Payne Haas with Jake Turpin, the hooker. Second row, David Vafita and Jamil Hopawade, Patrick Garrigan, Locke. Interchange of Herbie Farnworth, Andrew McCulloch, Rhys Kennedy, Ethan Bullimore, and the reserves at the moment. Just two of Tom Dearden and, and over Clyde for the Rabbitohs.
0: They have full strength. You anyway, know Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Dan Gagai and James Rob. Sorry, Dan Gagai on on the right wing, Campbell Graham's on the left wing, Roberts at right centre, Braden Burns at left centre. The halves you've got Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds. The forwards, the front row you've got David Tadola, Damian Cook at hooker, and Tom Burgess, the other prop. The back row, Jaden Su'a. S-E-W-E-R, Sua, Ken Murray, and the lock Liam Knight on the bench. Mark Nichols, Ethan Lowe, Harme Sele, Alex Johnson, and the two reserves left are Bailey Seren and Troy Dargan. The first thing I want to say is I am shit scared of James Roberts running at Darius Boyd. Like, I'm having nightmares about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this was going to be my first thing. We know better than anyone, James Roberts loves a revenge game. Uh, especially when he feels yeah. that he was hard done by, you know, we saw we saw every time That's he it. turned up to play the Titans what he did to them, um, and you know, I'm sure he feels <laughs> that he got stiffed by us, and in particular, you know, Seabold. and I'm sure Darius Boyd is a worse centre than <laughs> player. It could title, be close, so but most
0: likely, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I.
1: I mean, I might put some. Money oh the god, hattrick. the revenge hat trick, you know.
0: and he'd be giving us the. Sh- there's no one there to shush. That's a good thing, mate. Yeah,
1: there's. <laughs> he'd still do it. He he shushed an
0: empty grandstand at the Titans yeah. once. I uh, mean, maybe maybe the lack of crowd will make him less angry, but I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm hoping I can we can catch some of his yelling at things on uh on the the effects mics, which is great.
1: Yeah, I but. Yeah, that's definitely the big one for me. He, he loves a revenge game, and it's Darius Boyd. So Yeah, that's I it, mate. That Agreed. Well. Um,
0: also want to comment, we said this in preseason again, our lack of forward depth is embarrassing. We are down to literally the last... Like, We've got Ethan Bullmore in there, and then Pride Peterson-Rabadi is the last forward we have. Already. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the last forward we have that we can pick. So if we have another injury this week, Pride Peterson-Rabadi plays next week, but... If it's not crazy to think that you know we could be one or two injuries down in another few weeks, and then what we are uh, we're going to be playing Darius Boyd in the back row? <laughs> that was something. Um, oh well, yeah, that... Matt
1: Lodge just started running again. Oh, so oh yeah, that, that scared me too. Away. Reading
0: that, it's like oh yeah, he's running, but they got to see how the running holds up in like three or four weeks. It's like fuck, he's just going to do it again, isn't he? Well,
1: this is the second time he's done this like the same way and he didn't have surgery and just kind of like got over it so i don't know we'll see but
0: yeah i should be listening to you since you're now uh, the predictive expert
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i mean it it made sense you know don't don't run that much if you've got a bad acl you know i thought it was Uh, pretty common a new new guy
0: on that that's good um, um Interesting as well to me is um, obviously playing at Suncorp in front of no no crowd of fans. Um, it's just, I'm okay with the empty stadiums for a lot of it, but Suncorp has such a feel it's going to be weird. Like the ANZ being empty didn't feel that weird for the uh, Bulldogs game right now. It's like, yeah, this is kind of the similar thing, but it's like Suncorp games have a feeling, and that not being there is going to be bizarre. And there's no one for, well, Pan guys out anyway, but there's no one for him to lay up in front of. Maybe he would have played better without a crowd. There's no one to be a dickhead in front of. <laughs>
1: Yeah, probably. I did like I've I've got the bulldogs game on in front of me, but obviously I haven't muted at the moment. But I watched a bit before we started, and I I like it on the TV without the crowd, That's it, mate. As in, like you can hear stuff. I do like that, but um, I I just I'm keen to see how the eels go. That's it, I want it mate. To hate Mitch Moses just swear yeah. I Tweeted it, that last week, mate, saying same, like, yeah. look, we may have <laughs> lost
0: the negatives, we lost the crowd sound. The positives, we're going to get the swear mic. Like we're going to hear them all swearing on mic. It's great. Like,
1: uh, you just know the professor's going to get content <laughs> from this season for like the next four years it's, I'm it's, finally it's been, like again. It's been three season. years
0: <laughs> I'm back um, I actually think well actually this game's winnable not because I think I'm, we're better than what they're, like. I don't think one game changes my mind on our team it's more because I thought South started much slower than they than, uh, they would have liked Latrell obviously is very underdone at fullback and I don't him there anyway so it's going to be a while to that sorted um, but I thought their pack... Many people predict this, obviously, but I thought their pack didn't play very well last week. And I think it's going to improve as the year rolls on. I think Hame Sele will improve there. And, you know, maybe i will figure out... We'll get some more out of Liam Knight or similar. But last week, Talita Tola was their best forward, and that's not really a recipe you can rely on. So, um... I'm actually... I think that forward battle, even without Pangai, we could win that. And, you know, winning that is more than half the battle with our custard so <laughs> with our custard backs. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I was thinking we'd, we could even win. I've tipped so, so the I. time in, like, ages. So, you know, that's, that, that's new. Um, I just think, also, we played better in Brisbane, like, all last year. We won most of the Brisbane games, even how we were playing all year, and lost all the Sydney games. Um, I don't know how much the crowd factors into
0: that, but I think, you know, still... I'd yeah, I'm be with you, Matt. The I do think Brisbane is a big factor for us. And I, and I just think we can do it. I know that, that South's back line, the star started, they also started slow last week. There wasn't enough work out of many of those guys, not enough involvement from all of them. And if we win that forward battle, you know, we can, we can probably get a, potentially get a roll on there. And I, and I don't know, because they changed things. They moved Murray off the edge last week and moved them around. I, I think Sua and Fafita are matching up. Which I'm here for. Feeder running over his damn face. Which that's what I'm relying on a lot. I want him to run over his damn face, and not not get revenge because you know we, he's not South's revenge. Feeder's not going anywhere, but just to make a statement. <laughs> we made the right call, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, you'd you'd take Feeder a million times over so, uh, Um My only real worry here is Damien Cook is going to be in his natural element. There's no big crowd, so he's not going to get confused
0: <laughs> for a prelim, and it's a pit so <laughs> the sandpit, all, everything coming up Damien Cook right now. Mate, I don't know about you, but I think he's pretty good at running on it. I've heard a thing or two. <laughs> yeah,
1: mate. Yeah, boy, do I have yeah, a stat mate. for you. Do you know what he used to do? Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, he, he doesn't like big games, so it's, it's a worry
0: that there'll be no crowd to... He must just get nervous in front of, like, yeah, that's crowds of more than 5,000 people. <laughs> we can, I do mean, like that they're still playing the stadium noise in, in there. Maybe we can pump in crowd noise. They, used, they are used to that at South, but if we pump it in a really loud, it might scare him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, neither, um, mate. We're not yeah, really going to waste time on game. fluffy
0: previews. We've said that this year. Like, you know, We'll see what happens. We haven't got that much confidence, but I do feel like this week I am more confident than I probably should be. But I, I just feel like we match up quite well with them at this point of the season. I think as the year goes on, they will probably ascend to be the better side than what we are. But I feel like right now, with how underdone they 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 looked last week, we we're a really good shot.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, get on to the three. questions, mate. Um. Yeah, I've gone one week and I've already like cut out my. I shirt got it, yeah, for in one week. Like this. Yeah, this <laughs> I had everything written down. I had people's names bolded, like, so I could see and everything. It it's a, nice a funny scene, by the way, uh, but we, have, I don't, we don't look at the podcast um, charts
0: often, if at all. But this this last week, I tried to set up some tracking for both the podcasts I do. And I had a look at um, the Australian rugby podcast rankings in the Apple Store. And as, a, as I said, it's like, of course, the one i put all this effort into for the last four or five years, Boom Rookies, I've invested time, money, whatever, into preparation, other people's time, guests, all that kind of stuff. I was top five, stoked by that. But of course, of course, me and you doing our low effort bullshit, winging at the Broncos, being less prepared than ever, doing this whenever we feel like it. Hadn't recorded on schedule forever. Of course, we were number two. Of course, we outraged. Like, of course, we were. <laughs> We stop doing. The problem is, I think if we keep winning, we'll probably slide down those rankings. Like I can't. It's pretty funny hearing how more popular the podcast is when we're miserable. People just love the misery. It's just it it explains the news perfectly. It's disaster porn, but podcasts. Oh, we could We could do
1: a Cleveland. (laughs) Write that down for the off season. Uh um right i said so michael rook on facebook he says at least with the 1.5 meter rule yeah should be that, well isn't that funny i do through. i do
0: like that There's like there's a on the bench now they put a rule in that the bench seats to 1.5 meters from each other and it's like boys i think we're missing the i'm missing the point here <laughs> like they're still tackling they're still gonna be next to each other they, they're still touching each other every three seconds like maybe you can skip the uh the bench spacing
1: Did you see um I think it was Brenton Reed on Twitter like it was after the first game cuz the NRL put out like the guidelines and like how to interact with fans and it was like no handshakes and all this sort of stuff and then he blew up yes. after the game cuz all the players shook hands with each other and he's like how come they're not following the rules Mate, like, he was just
0: had his he had his hand in his like, face like, on the ground at 3 seconds ago rubbing <laughs> his face into the ground <laughs> it's
1: like what
0: yeah. Just how dense Apparently are you? Like, apparently uh, viruses only yeah, spread yeah,
1: by hand made contact. Me laugh. Nothing else. <laughs> Well, even I um obviously touch football was a night ago. I didn't go to our touch football game because of the worried. Um but someone else was saying it there touch comp they got told all you the teams go got touch. told not to shake hands after the game. Yeah, so they spent 40 minutes running around touching each other. Yeah. And then like no, don't shake hands. That's so it, mate. That, they said that was an interesting one. Um, righto, keep going on this one. Dale Chester mate, said thoughts on Croft's impact. I'm not so going to make one Can't game on him a bit.
0: change years of what I've seen. He's had good games like that at the Storm occasionally, but it's um, one of those things, mate. As we've both said this before as well, it's kind of a win-win here. If he goes terribly, we're right. If he goes great, we're wrong. But it's for our team. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, as far as the forward pack he's behind
1: here, like obviously the Storm always have a decent forward pack, but I think there's we've got obviously better individuals in our forward pack that can make moments happen for him too. Like he's running yeah. near Panas I mean, or Fafita, you know, these blokes. We have said in the past there's that a mediocre full- halfback is all we
0: needed to, stay, to to steady the team with having Milford there and now a fullback potentially fulfilling his potential there. But uh, I still was also worried about his defense. Again, they blamed... Um, who'd they blame? Was it Arthur's... I anyway, mean, they blamed a center when uh, Gavin Cooper went over. But it's like Brody Croft was the guy who was like two men narrow that he just went through. So it's not the center, would be outside man's fault. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Rory Smith, he said, predictions for the season and have they changed since the season is now behind I, closed doors?
0: I think it's dangerous predicting anything right now. Like, <laughs> about where, what's going to happen. Like, I mean, there's there, every single day there's a new discussion at the NRL that what potentially could happen. And, you know, Origin's apparently going forward, but also Origin could be after the season. It might be cancelled. You know, there there could be a massive outbreak next week of coronavirus NRL players. that kills everything. Like, I don't know if anything worth predicting anything, but um, predicting for the next few weeks is we might go okay-ish. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: that's, like... As soon as a player or like yeah. staff gets sick, that's it, that's the season. You see it happen like every other league. Happen in soccer, happen in the NBA. It, as soon as a player gets sick, you just that's done. Um, Jaden Ed said Mit Well, one of them's already live.
0: The Cowboys over the dogs I've tipped. I've tipped the Panthers over the, the Dragons, the Broncos over the Rabbitohs. I've tipped the Raiders over the Warriors, easy. Those are all easy. Uh, the, the 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 ones where your money are made is I've tipped the Sea Eagles over the Roosters and that's obviously uh, a, a, th- shot, a shot at the stunts. If you don't win tipping cons, I pick in the Roosters every week or maybe you do. Maybe it's <laughs> anyway. Uh, storm over Sharks and I've also gone <laughs> even though I'm on the, the tight I'm on the side with the Tigers this year. I've gone the Knights over the Tigers and the Eels over the Titans. But I just gone the Tigers were were very poor last week and got away with a the win there and I just don't think they could, they'll do it again.
1: Um yeah, I think I tipped I did not just see that those. try. Did you just see that try? He Man, is Gavin Cooper is like He a is it and they're still playing him and no he's got, they're gonna play him like round
0: eighteen and they'll play like Shame right then. So like, you know what, this is the time to to give someone else a chance and then he'll come back for his farewell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that one was a disaster. And I'm sure people listening <laughs> to this podcast will enjoy that interruption. Um uh, Edge Matthew says, when's Fafita try from last week? Make it into the intro of the podcast. James Roberts. no. Yeah, we, we have to change the intro. The, athlete, the, young I mean,
0: it's not hard to update it because obviously it's just bloody horses with three things over it. But I actually, um, I've got my my missus is over here from Russia and people know I've been living with my mum to save money for that. Anyway, we've popped, we're have we living at my dad's now temporarily as well just because there's more room for both of us. But my, my computer's back at my mum's joint. And that's my my desktop I've had for about 10 years. And I went back there this week. I went back there just, you know, I've got to go on there and I wanted to grab the intro file from last year to make it easier just to edit that for, for Broncos Weekly. And also the PSD, you know, the Photoshop file of the NRL Boom Rookies logo, my other podcast. I only wanted two files from the computer. And I go in to, to turn it on like, and I press the on button and nothing happens. I'm like, that's strange. I look down, it's been plugged out, pulled out of the wall. I'm like, oh, that's fine, I'll plug it back in. Plug it back in and do it to turn it on and... uh nothing happens. <laughs> so, yeah, my computer is currently dead, and I don't care enough to get that fixed. I've got a laptop, obviously. So, yeah, haven't, that's why the intro wasn't done this week, but there's no excuse why we didn't do it before the season. But uh, we, are, we have been talking about what we can put into it, and it, it might just be the a try <laughs> three times, or the hard try last year, or even potentially miserable things <laughs> last year. We did one point that we got suggested. Someone suggested us in the off-season doing... The annoying thing Seabold said in press conferences, like effective contact and a few other things. So who knows? We might just get crazy with it, but just not yet. It does, but... I think the Fafita yeah, one... We've obviously got to obviously gotta do that. It's not going to happen before this episode because it's already late. <laughs> That's
1: it. No, we're going to go with last year's intro again. Um, righto, we'll move over onto Twitter now from Mr__S888. As part of the new emphasis on hygiene, should we all yeah, stop taking isn't that funny? I've been sanitizing
0: more, but my missus is a pro hand sanitizer person anyway. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so we went to the library, as I said today, because it was actually a good working space. And someone coughed, and this guy wanted to start a fight with him. like, people... like He's like, mate, don't you... He screams at him, don't you fucking cough in here. It's like, What? <laughs> Screaming alive, but yeah, uh that is a funny one though I mean I sanitize uh, my hands, my phone has not been sanitized in, ever <laughs> um, I mean, I don't
1: clean my phone, but I also don't take it with me into the toilet because are you I, like, are you a
0: business shitter
1: get in and get out you know <laughs> yeah i am not I'm not sitting around there for ages' I was like oh my
0: you know god know. i just saw and I just saw like, that the, the the, bull, the bulldog like, my th- God. He can't move.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Um, I also I'm not a huge fan of being on my phone like I have to obviously sometimes when you're out and about but That's I must well my with my missus being the, here again as I mentioned screen.
0: like my free time's fuller with her. Like oh, so I'm like, not on Twitter or anything at night now or any on my phone at all and it's it's pretty good. I'm missing a lot of garbage. sometimes <laughs> garbage is fun but yeah it's pretty good. But I, but I do take it to the toilet, yeah, you know. You I, a, I am a I am a poop and uh, poop and I, I don't tweet, but you know, maybe draft one or two up.
1: <laughs> um, from Pythagor NRL, if we win on Friday and then the season is cancelled, yes. this Corona, I feel like Robin we should be Bronco the Corona premiers if that happens.
0: We already won the four X Gold premiers, <laughs> so we can be yeah. Corona premiers as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Ewan underscore Thomas which of our young forwards do you expect will realistically end up managing will realistically end up managing to hold on to if you were head coach would you hold on to TPJ media seem to suggest we should shop in oh, personally mate, I people, like the aggression people are in this
0: game. <laughs> we'll start there the media don't watch enough rugby league mate. they don't it's all it, it, it's all about reputation not performance of them and, and to, a year ago they would have told you guy is our best forward and now they're telling you he's not worth anything And it's like, yes, Haas and Fafita have ascended past Pangai. Does not make Pangai any less of a player. He's still a good rugby league player. As you said, his aggression is still needed. You keep Pangai around. And obviously right now they've re-signed all of them. Fafita hasn't re-signed yet. He's going to re-sign. They haven't bit the bullet. But for me, the guys you have to keep are obviously Haas and Fafita. The rest of them, even though I love Pangai, they could all leave and it doesn't matter that much. But you do think they're the ones that they've really got a hold for me would be Haas a feeder priority one obviously. Number two priority is Pangui, maybe Lodge, then three Carrigan, Flegler. Joe is the one I cut tomorrow if I have to save cash. And then we don't we use the starters so much. that, like we once we're fully fit we can get away with having two potatoes on the bench because they use Haas for like eighty minutes, Lodge for sixty, Carrigan for sixty. The other prop has to play like two of them have to play like twenty minutes. We got two potatoes there. Who cares?
1: Um, I mean, once you get past like in your tiers That's there. It. Once you get past Lodge, I don't honestly care about any of them. If if they all got signed elsewhere and we had to find replacements, I well, mean, in, if, in the end, as you said, Haas and are, like the two you can't lose. Point.
0: The rest we can re- we can recover from it and we can manage. You don't want to lose some of those, yeah. but you can manage all of it. And and it's with our backs again. I couldn't give a shit who we lost. Bar Milford, <laughs> really. I like a lot of those players and I like Oates as well too but none of them I wouldn't lose sleep yeah, wouldn't we've lost great us, plenty okay. of great players in our time I wouldn't lose any sleep
1: yep um, righto from Danny Boy 1995
0: has there ever been a oh, bigger man. international like, tragedy than Magic <laughs> I mean, Round? we've really, been looking so. forward to that since last Magic Round me, me and you obviously many others and we and we, we didn't we kind of used information I, sh- I shouldn't have shared, but I shared with you and uh, Frankie when it was on to get early tickets. Sorry, early flights and uh, accommodation booked. We we're ready to go, pumped forever. And this bloody garbage we've got our money back, which is doesn't even feel good. <laughs> like it's not even. It does. It's like mate, like nah, because it, it was, just feels hollow. It's hard to recapture that. Obviously, I wasn't there last year, but it's like the momentum will go away eventually. Once it happens every year. And it's just hard to capture the excitement I have for this one on the back of the first one and what you would have had as well. And it's just gone. Like, Obviously, it's not confirmed it's gone yet, but it's gone.
1: I mean, didn't someone say today there'd probably be three months before they get crowds back at the NRL if everything goes well? Like, so, that's, it, no, it's it's like that, that's it, mate. It's gone. That's it. If it was eight weeks away or day. maybe
0: you know, 10 weeks away, I might have held on. But no, it's it's gone. It's six weeks away, and yeah, it's it's devastating. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. This is what I said before too. Hasn't been the best week. It's like it's been like a couple of weeks where I've thought, you know, it mightn't happen. But this week was. It was like two days ago. We said it in our it group chat, yet. and it was like
0: and. Death, Death to, to the stupid like Twitter moron like who suggests we all go on Google Hangouts or something. Death to you. Someone's going to suggest that. And I hope right. they die. <laughs> no. It's, don't it's don't exactly try right. to recreate the
1: magic somewhere else. You can't. It's, it is what it is. And you just... You know, we're not gonna be able to go to lefties and be drinking rum and apple juice. It's done. That's it. How we drinking rum and apple juice by myself <laughs> in my own couch in the dark. And trying to care like like about that game when Nights I'm lit. Titans or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Righto. From Friday night, if if NRL never came back after Friday night, I would be happy that we ended it humiliating. Yes, the and they, in the f- they, they tried so the hard. It was so obviously hours. they yeah,
0: wanted though. to keep crowds at a game because of that game. That was the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was yeah. um, smart ass unit. Oh,
0: well, add smart ass unit. Uh, we better what? We better with or, or without, without TV. TV. No. we obviously better with him. We've, that's been proven over time. Like, oh, him on the edge is still—he's not undefeated, but um, it's close. Him as an edge player, yeah. I, I even like that game. So, okay, he he played his played edge really record, good. by the exactly way, he's now though. up to eighteen games um, on the edge. I know, again, it's more than an individual game. Eighteen games on the edge, fifteen wins, two losses and a draw. Him on the edge. He hasn't got a winning record at any other position. A little bit of a winning record at the bench, but that's the impact he makes for us on the edge, mate. That enforcer stuff is a good thing. He's won he hasn't lost on the edge since twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah. No, I I'm you gotta put up with what he does, but I'm a big fan of it. That's and it, mate. There, fifteen other clubs out there would all take him if they could. Uh, King Wally, one is Brady Croft a chance to win the Dally M medal? Yes, that's exactly how the, the medal works. All season just off media hype alone. <laughs> I I have looked a couple times, but I can't find markets for anywhere. But I would dead set put like ten bucks on I know. for the Daliam. He got points for this last. Didn't game. Holmes get a point? Or was Literally it Tamalolo? One of them 10. got a point. And it's just, you know, and it's just, yeah. It's always... There's a media story like that year with Mitchell Pearce, and he just... He won... He got, like, three points for, like... Because every time they won, like, row, oh, mate, it's Mitchell Pearce. a his calming influence. And what?
0: Yeah, yeah
1: and, and when they didn't, it's like, oh, Pearce was the best, and he'd still get a point. And it could definitely be, like... you could you know, definitely and I, know I know they're looking at the change in that system. It,
0: I don't know if it's coming next year or they're investigating, but it's going to change soon because they're actually... What a shock it's gone in-house at the NRL and they've realised it's actually a terrible voting system. Well, I'm not saying that as a fact, but it's obviously not a perfect in- voting system behind closed doors at the NRL. They know that. Um, so, yeah, that might change, but this is, this is exactly the problem with it. It's like you, every game is worth the same and media opinion is what matters on actual performance. So it's just like that Eels-Bulldogs game, someone got the same points in that game. Someone got points for that as this game. Yeah.
1: That's what I tweeted like at the end of that game. I was like, That's "Just it. remember the M guys." This is and we all the sit there laughing how cook some of the takes are on the people
0: watching the, the disaster game, disaster. and then it's like okay. they give that award out, and then we act like that award matters. <laughs> so it's like okay, yeah,
1: That's like it. that that person gets six six points to hand out for this game. Uh, GM Walker, underscore. Is there any player in Broncos history with a poorer record at the judiciary than TPJ? I agree, agree with all those so takes. It's, a, it's he the true he has been careless.
0: careless. Uh, but no, he's definitely the worst Broncos record at the, at the judiciary. I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but he's up there now with his repeat charges. He's up there with, you know, Sam Burgess, Rhea Hargraves, and not Luke O'Donnell yet. But when you get to that level, it's like, you just, anything you do, you you're missing time now. He's at that point, it's been that bad. He needs to go, he has to go clean. When he gets back, it probably won't happen, but he cannot get suspended again this year because he's like, after that, he's just ruined. The loading is ridiculous. Yeah. Manny McP 25. Yeah, a look, psycho for Lomax. That's a long time Lomax doubter. Even your own club moved him after one game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh cory goats
1: over under 6.5 times james roberts burning boyd on the outside oh, Are you taking probably the, the, unders the
0: unders because just because they got to get in the ball in a good space that amount of times and it's Adam Reynolds on that side but yeah you know maybe maybe five
1: <laughs> i mean it 6.5 is. is a huge highly line high liner set um Bretto Shank said, "Can you discuss why? Well, I hope Bronco's it's the reason size a society it. is collapsing. You
0: all deserve it. I'm hopefully responsible for that.
1: I mean, it'll it'll result in if, it, if we're winning collapsing. and there's also a global pandemic. <laughs> <we're happy>. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is an interesting one from Carl Schroeder. One. What happened to M G after he stole? The Less questions of to dollars? ask, more answers
0: you get. I think." <laughs> <laughs>
1: You remember, I think we've talked about this, Yes. But when he got, what a great super story. drunk and ended up asleep um, on someone's front And also, ball. like,
0: how like Wayne brought him into a box at a game yeah. when he was leaving, because he was given, like, the last FU. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so, no, no, um, no, um, anyway, no, this, um, is, this is, this is be no anybody, <laughs> but, uh, Andrew G's, uh, trade business is under fire. <laughs> He's, um... He's leaving customers out of pocket from not, not building, finishing contracts and building homes to their completion. Yeah, he's, usually, he's doing I'm one of those not things not usually that usually only happens in America because you can't problem. get away with that much property swindle here. And he's done it over here. He's, so he's taken 120 grand from someone. And he hasn't built shit yet. That's good on him. He will be. He's probably been on there. Yep, here we go, Google. He'll be on a
1: current affair in But no a current
0: time. affair is. They've been on it. Andrew G no comment approached <laughs> by a current affair. <laughs> That's it. Just okay. concerned well, that's it. I mothers? I did that because no one The affair, so. Sweet. That probably wraps up right on near an hour or right two. Which, which well, that's good. everything I've got. Let's see. Anyway, let's get out of here then. Yeah, and uh, Hopefully, we, so we have a bang on the hour, a rugby league future next week. <laughs> I think we we'll, NRL will deny any, any form of coronavirus. I think if a player comes out with it internally, they might hang him in the streets. <laughs> so... Uh,
1: I saw, Um, I think that's a double movement, but I saw, I think it was one of the blokes on Twitter was saying, like, you'd hate to be the first player to get coronavirus because you're just a meme forever, <laughs> you know, in the NRL. And it's like, I, I forget.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Rudy Gobert. The
1: I'm forgetting his name now. The first guy that got to touch. Yeah, like he's, Yeah, he's and the just thing is he might have might not have been the first one the to get it but it, even though minds, he was
0: doing all the dumb stuff. Like, but that doesn't matter. Because like obviously other people got confirmed they had it like the day after. It's like well they might be they might have had it before him. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You you are the first guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that video.
1: I mean especially uh, like uh, after that video. Oh, what a shock by the way, no Lachlan Lewis being hooked and <laughs> Joe Stimson also not
0: back on the field for the Bulldogs. who could have predicted Joe Stimson not good? Leaving the, the storm. And then Brody Lachlan Lewis, again, still not good at rugby league. That's it, mate. Oh, whatever. Oh, God. Anyway, we've we'll, we'll talked a lot about a game that's got neither about has got our team in it, and it's also live That's going to be delayed tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it'll probably so boost our really ratings somehow. Because any time we do something that seems terrible, this, but... <laughs> the ratings just go up. <laughs>
1: Okay, good to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you later then. See ya. Hey, hey. We're the Broncos, the mighty Broncos. We keep fighting every second till the end. Where are the Broncos, the greatest team on earth. we the heart of.